Hello and welcome once again to my podcast, Discover the Hidden Potential of Your Mind. I'm Angelica and today's episode is called Only Over My Dead Body. And you might wonder what that title is all about. So my daughter Tia and I will be talking about how and why we hide parts of us in relationships. So thank you, Tia, for doing this with me again today. You're welcome. This is always fun. And I really like this topic. Well, it probably makes you uh, think about your own relationship and what parts of you um, thrive in the relationship and what parts of... um, yeah, what parts your boyfriend is also able to bring out and maybe what parts for both of you might not get as much room in the relationship, right? Yeah, for sure. So let me start by sharing an example. The couple I'm going to talk about are called David and Lisa. And of course, the names and some other personal details have been changed for privacy reasons. So when David and Lisa fell in love with each other, they were really fascinated by their differences in personality and character. And that's that's typical. We see this quite a bit when we are attracted to somebody. And David was actually always interested in motorcycles. But when he and Lisa met, that was during university, he didn't have the money to buy a bike anyways. And Lisa lost her cousin in a motorcycle accident and was afraid the same would could happen to him. So then they get married Um, their their kids arrived. What do you think happened with David's dream of riding a bike? It probably never happened. That's right. David put the wish for a bike aside, especially because he knew how Lisa would feel about him riding one. She told him he would only ride a bike over my dead body. (laughs) Hence the title of this episode. So David exiled the part in him that was dreaming about riding across Canada on a bike. Mm -hmm. That part was not allowed in the relationship because he didn't want to worry Lisa. Now, David also used to love watching action movies and science fiction movies. But Lisa did not like violence. And I get that. I am not a big fan of violence either. But we all have different levels of tolerance. (laughs) Right, just like I can watch a lot more violence in movies than you can. (laughs) That's right. So anyways, to get back to David, he liked these movies, action and science fiction movies, but he slowly began to exile the part in him that found enjoyment in these movies. Couldn't he have just found a friend to go with him or something? He could. And Lisa actually did something similar. Lisa preferred to go to the theater, to art shows and other cultural events. And David felt out of place in those settings. At first, he went with her because that's what we do when we're first in love, right? We simply want to spend time with each other. But then he became more and more reluctant. And Lisa asked him less and less to go to these activities. They stayed home more. And instead of finding a friend to join her, she began to exile her culture-loving part for David. Mm. Now, Lisa was also interested in meditations and Reiki and crystals. And when David met Lisa, her apartment was full of crystals. She went to a weekly Reiki share and meditated every day. Um, She even considered learning how to use crystals for healing and how to read tarot cards. Mm -hmm. So you can see her whole, um, she had a strong spiritual self. She easily connected with others and made new friends quickly. 
And as much as David was originally fascinated by her intuitive and spiritual nature and by her ability to connect with others, over time, and that's also quite typical, it began to scare him. He felt left out and threatened and he would either get a bit clingy or he would retreat. So that means he got quiet and shut her out when Lisa met with her spiritual friends. And of course, being clingy or retreating are both protective responses. Underneath those responses are feelings of being excluded or even the fear of being abandoned. And David had a third protector as well. He sometimes became cynical. And when that cynical part took David over, he called her friends not very nice names. He would say they're airhead dreamers who were into new age nonsense. So that was a bit discouraging. And Lisa stopped going to the Reiki shares. And when her kids were little, she even stopped meditating. Uh, her crystals were banished to a corner in the basement and she gave up on her dream to be a healer. So she exiled the part of her which thrived on intuitive and spiritual endeavors. It sounds like she gave up a really big part of who she was too. Yeah, and Lisa also loved animals, but David um, disliked dogs or was afraid of dogs because he was bitten by a dog when he was a boy. So he did not want pets. And Lisa gave in and exiled her pet-loving part for David. After all, David had given up his interest in bikes for her. <laughs> but she really longed for a dog, right? Each time she met somebody on the street walking a dog, especially if it was her favorite dog, a St. Bernard, she, she would longingly stop to pet the dog and wish she could get one for herself and her kids. So here they were, 10 years after they originally met, David and Lisa, they care for each other. They appreciate each other as parents, but they have an almost non-existing life beyond their children. And both are carrying resentment because they um, feel that they had to hide away some parts of themselves. And we actually voluntarily disown these parts, but that doesn't mean that at some level we do not feel grief about giving them up. And these parts of us can get triggered again. Because what do you think happened when David's brother bought himself a bike and took part of the summer off to ride from coast to coast? He was probably really jealous and sad that that part of his life was over. Yeah, or hadn't even begun, right? Yeah. So David is feeling dissatisfaction and he's also experiencing quite a bit of annoyance that expresses towards Lisa. And until he realized the connection when his brother bought a bike... He didn't really understand where that feeling was coming from. But a part of him felt that it's unfair that his brother was able to let that freedom-loving part come out, that mm -hmm. freedom-loving part that he also has inside. And his own freedom-loving part felt trapped and angry. And of course, if he does not address this, the part might take over in a destructive way. Affairs often happen from that place of having disowned parts of us. And um, so there's some danger there that David might be attracted to somebody who embodies freedom and danger. So now Lisa has also been feeling depressed. And what happens to her is that she bumps into a girlfriend, a spiritual minded girlfriend who she had lost touch with. And this girlfriend, Valerie, 
um, has opened an alternative healing center with a group of people. So when Lisa heard that, she really realized how much her spiritual part has been starving. And she actually accepted Valerie's invitation to check out the center, but she did not tell David about it. She was afraid how he would feel about it. But of course, secrets and lies are always destructive for a relationship. David and Lisa have done what we often naturally do in relationships. We all have many different parts and some parts are, are given space in our relationships. Sometimes a relationship can even bring out parts that we didn't bring out before. But then other parts can also um, need to be disowned. There's not, no room for them. And there's actually two types of these exiled parts. We, the ones we talked about with this example with David and Lisa are called neo-exiles. Mm -hmm. That's how Richard Schwartz, the founder of IFS, calls them. And we disown them when we're in the relationship. But there's also parts in us which we already disowned and gave up on during childhood. Some of our parts we already had to hide away when we were young. Like what? Well, we might have been told that we shouldn't be so silly. Yeah, and you're smiling because you know that was part of my upbringing. I had a very serious father and it wasn't okay to be silly. So then I had to hide away the ability to be silly and playful. So we develop a protector who feels that we always have to be serious. Right. Or perhaps we're being told that we shouldn't be so selfish. So we might over-identify with the caretaker part, with wanting to be selfless, giving to others, and then we're neglecting our own needs. So then we're hiding away the ability to take care of ourselves. Can you think of an example yourself? Well, I know a lot of people who are really independent, mm -hmm. which is good, and they were raised to be like that. But it also gets difficult when they aren't able to ask for help and support because sometimes you need to be able to get other people's help. Absolutely. And if you're so over-identified with independence, it will be hard to ask for help for sure. It's a good example. I was wondering if it's the same thing with sexual orientation. Like if in the family that you grew up or the culture that you grew up, gayness is uh, shunned and you're not supposed to express that. Do you end up hiding that away from yourself almost in a way? Absolutely. From a parts perspective, we would be locking away partners that's um, bi-curious or homosexual and that can create an identity 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 conflict um, and problems of course and there would be in that case a younger part in us that was shamed for the interest in the other sex and we might have a protector who's making sure that energy is deeply buried that doesn't come out at all could that even develop like internalized homophobia yeah Absolutely, yeah, we could. That's how a homophobic part might be created as a protector. Um, we also hide away or exile more vulnerable parts of us when we experience that we've been hurt, mm, when we've been shamed. Mm -hmm. So let's say, for example, we tried something new. doesn't even have to be something like being interested in the opposite sex, but just trying something new. And we were laughed at. 
So we might end up with an ashamed inner child and then a protector who thinks it's not a good idea to try something new. Mm-hmm. So all those situations where part of us was shamed, embarrassed, can result in us developing a protector that helps us that that will never, ever happen again. No, that makes sense. And those hidden childhood wounds affect our relationships subconsciously in a variety of ways. And some of the tools and techniques I use are working on that. Shadow Energetic works on embracing dark shadows and light shadows, which other people mirror back to us. So dark shadows would be what we've learned Um, to see as bad or wrong. A light shadow would be what we admire in other people, but again, we feel we're not that. Mm -hmm. So shadow energetics helps to embrace that. IFS, internal family systems, also works towards more wholeness by connecting, unburdening, and reintegrating these younger exile parts. Um, So that is a technique where you go back to the childhood experience and you help that younger part unburden and you reintegrate it and then the protector can relax so beyond our own original exiles that we already bring into relationship with us we disown parts while we're in the relationship and we do that in order to reassure our partner and our own vulnerable parts similar to Lisa and David um But to quote Richard Schwartz, the founder of IFS, unlike the parts you exiled when young, however, these neo-exiles once had a great deal of power. They aren't used to being excluded and they continue to have loud voices in your inner family despite their loss of influence. If, because of how you interact with your partner, there continues to be no room in your life for them, they can sabotage the relationship. So what can you do when you have hidden away parts like that in yourself? Well, it starts with awareness and understanding what fears led us to hide away certain parts. So the fear of not being lovable, if we show our true self, is at the core of the creation of Mm neo-exiles. And... um, or I could quote Schwartz again, he says so nicely, there are many different versions of this neo-exile dance, all fueled by one or both partners' abandonment anxiety. So part of why we do this is that we are afraid to be abandoned. We're afraid the relationship will end if we bring all those parts in and out and give them room. Mm -hmm. So then the next step for someone like Lisa and David is to work out ways in which these parts can be reintegrated into their relationship. That means, what's a solution for David to live a part in him that loves the freedom of riding a bike and the excitement of action movies? And on the other hand, what compromises can they find for Lisa to not have to exile her culture-loving part, her spiritual energy, and her dog-loving part? So I offer different techniques like IFS-inspired coaching, belief changes through psyche or shadow energetics, emotional releases or other coaching tools to allow couples like Lisa and David to create space for all parts of them because all parts of us need to be welcomed. You made me think a lot about 
how we have different parts that we may be tempted to hide away. Right. And I actually have a journal exercise if any of our listeners are also wondering about neo-exiles in their own relationship. So this journal exercise has three questions and you can also find it in the episode notes. The first question to journal on is what parts of myself have I exiled or have I disowned in my relationship or relationships? Because you could uh, do this exercise looking at your romantic relationship, but we also live lots of other relationships and we might disown certain parts and just show up in a certain way with different people. Mm -hmm. The second question is, how much have my own fears led my partner or other people you're in a relationship with to exile parts of themselves. Mm. Because it often goes both ways. And the third question is, how are these disowned parts of us affecting our relationship? So one more time. First question is, what parts of myself have I disowned in my relationship? Number two, how much have my own fears led my partner to exile parts of himself or herself? Number three, how are these disowned parts of us affecting our relationship? And if you're curious about finding out more about IFS-inspired coaching and about working with your exiled parts, you can contact me for a free phone consultation. I offer sessions for individuals and couples. Again, my name is Angelica. The phone number is 905-286-9466 or you can email me to green door relaxation at yahoo.ca. So thank you for being here with me, Tia. <laughs> and uh, to all of you out there, have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. <laughs>